0: Good evening, afternoon, night, morning, whenever you find a way to watch or listen to this podcast. It's me, Omar, again, uh, joined by a friend of the podcast. We got Bobby from a TNT college football podcast. Uh, in, in the summer, we had him on the podcast so talking about the ACC quarterbacks and just the uh, the great crop of quarterbacks that they had that would have been a uh, you know Heisman Heisman contenders, and that went about about as well as, as you can imagine. Especially like me, I was big on Phil Jerkovic. Uh, you know me yeah. me and my friend John we lament the the Phil our Phil Jacobic heisman uh heisman train for the past two years and also Sam Hartman as well uh but you know otherwise it's it's just it's just great he's I mean Bobby's been putting out so much content and just like been kind of like the, the leader of like that Yukon community so Bobby how's everything going
1: doing great Omar first off thanks for having me um, okay. glad to be back on, on uh we might have missed on some of the ACC quarterbacks but hey it's <laughs> It's a crapshoot at the beginning of the year, uh, but yeah, sure. it, it it's been such an amazing ride uh, to watch UConn this year. Um, just, just playing those three big P five schools at the beginning of the year it was difficult. Obviously, uh, I was at the Michigan game that was uh, rough to say the least. <laughs> but but you could see things coming together. Uh, they had to play so many young guys this year. It was just unbelievable. Uh, we can get into that, but it, it was—it's been an amazing ride, that's for sure. <laughs>
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I mean, I totally agree. I think um, it wasn't it wasn't the Fresno State game for me that like you know kind of kind of turned my head and, and everything, but just like as the season went on with UConn, like and, 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 I enemy, mean, they just kept winning. You know, they they kept winning games that they were supposed to win games that like they wouldn't even be. I mean, you know, favored in in past years. Um, you know, I became a believer. I mean, I I think for me, I finally started to believe with the Boston College game. Um, you know, that that that's definitely when I finally came around. Uh, of course, of course, uh, with them, you know, holding Fielder Kovic and and that Boston College offense at three points, but just a signature performance by a, by Coach Morris' team. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm excited to because you know it seems like they're in a sweet spot as an independent, and, and I mean we have, um, I mean I guess a big three of independents when it comes to, I mean, you know, UMass, UConn, and Army, and of course Notre Dame. But I mean, just those three in the Northeast. Uh, so it should be a fun time.
1: Absolutely, and uh, just. Kind of the I'll I'll say rivalry that those that those three schools kind of have. I mean UMass and UConn. I mean, I think a lot of people know that rivalry pretty well. And and UConn plays Army pretty continuously, especially recently. Um and and, and I know UConn or UMass played Army this year as well. So it's it's it, I think it's a great thing for all three schools to kind of play each other too for proximity purposes and everything, but just the fact that you're too kind of it just makes sense.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I mean, as there, there's lacking a Northeast conference, uh, it's good to have at least, you know, you know, some semblance of, of a Northeast conference with these like three teams playing each other. Right, so right. yeah, absolutely great. So I guess we'll get to the main topic of our discussion today or tonight where we have UConn, where will they go bowling? And um, I guess what well, we'll talk about, for me, there's three realistic options, just looking at each conference's bowl allotment and a selection process. And there's one that really sticks out as probably like the main, the main contender and like the most logical option. And uh, we're both excited for it, especially, especially you, Bobby, for a uh, geographic yes, reason. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not sure if you mentioned last time where we're like where you, where you live. So we won't spoil anything at the beginning, but uh, looking at the the first two bowls, uh, that UConn could appear in, and, and why we have the Gasparilla Bowl and the Birmingham Bowl. Because looking at the SEC's bowl selection process, they have, of course, the Sugar Bowl. Uh, they have the Citrus Bowl too, which takes the the best team that's not in the New Year Six out of the SEC. Then they have a pool of six bowls. Um, I'm not going to name all six bowls, and then and then after that, at the bottom of the barrel, then you have the Birmingham Bowl and the Gasparilla Bowl. And I'm not sure if there's a structured order. But I'm more inclined to think that 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 the SEC would send a team to the Birmingham Bowl. Uh, I guess just because it's you know closer to a lot of teams in the conference, and the Gasparilla Bowl has picked a lot of Group of Five teams too. In in relation to the uh, the Birmingham Bowl, so I guess with either bowl, um, I guess the pros and cons, Bobby, as a UConn fan, just looking at those two bowls on the surface.
1: I've seen a lot of projections. It's especially recently uh, putting the Huskies in a Gasparilla bowl, which I, I, I think all these projections are just, I mean, it is what it is. Anybody can make something and throw it out there. I mean, that's what you and I do for (laughs) something, but at the, at the same time though, honestly, I, I, I think, I think the Gasparilla bowl is exciting, obviously because of the location. I mean, it, it's going to hopefully be warmer, <laughs> um, something that UConn fans and people from the Northeast are going to be excited about. And and I agree with you from the Birmingham Bowl perspective that it would make sense that they would want to send an SEC team there because of the proximity aspect. But at the same time, uh, I'll tell you one thing, and, and, this, and this may blow our entire discussion out, <laughs> out sure. of it, but UConn fans are just excited to go bowling. They they could send us to the moon and we would go play. We we're just we're just thrilled that that we have the opportunity, but I I think I I think from those two bowls perspectives, at least from everything I've read and seen, and from what Husky fans are are saying that the Gasparilla Gasparilla Bowl seems a lot more realistic.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And for also, too, I, I do think that the American would place one of their, I guess, the loser of the AAC title game in the Birmingham Bowl because, I mean, Tulane especially, I'm not wishing it into existence because I want the Green Wave to win this Saturday, but Tulane fairly close to Birmingham. And then same thing with UCF. I mean, just to get UCF out of Florida. Uh, and bowling, and mm-hmm. I mean that's probably the best option for them geographically to go bowling. So they'd probably face probably you know whether it be a, I mean not Missouri but uh maybe in Arkansas or or I mean even Florida too. Like if it's if it's UCF, it's definitely not going to be Florida, I don't think. But uh, <laughs> right. after last year. But, <laughs> I can't imagine they would do that again. <laughs> yeah. Especially ESPN. I mean, I mean ESPN, the ones pulling the TV streams, like they definitely would not do that. So that that's the way I see it. Like the gas definitely is more realistic. And I mean who knows with the gas Bowl. Uh, I mean, from the looks of it, I mean, you could probably get a, a really good Sunbelt team playing in the gas mm-hmm. Bowl, whether it be like South Alabama or Southern Miss, just a team that's kind of close by uh, in the South region. So, I mean, it, it should be a fun bowl for uh, for UConn. I, I'm going to add another bowl too. Uh, just based off the tie-ins, because it doesn't really look uh, look optimal for this particular conference to send a team there. Uh, I'm looking at the New Mexico Bowl. Of course, uh, my family, you know, in New Mexico, out there in Rio Rancho, suburb of Albuquerque, and of course me four hours away from Albuquerque, will be attending that game with the family this year. Uh, conference USA, looking at their teams, the most optimal team that would probably go to the, the New Mexico Bowl. Actually, there's two. Uh, UTSA. Probably, But I I have them go to the New Orleans Bowl against probably Mm -hmm. the Sunbelt champion because, again, that creates like a a faux New Year's Six game for uh, for both conferences, Uh, especially Troy, who definitely deserves to be ranked over UCF. Um, It's it's truly a farce. But um, but yeah, I mean, I don't think UTSA would find themselves in the in the New Mexico Bowl against the middling Mountain West team. The other option, I think, is Rice. Uh, Rice at 5-7 guaranteed a bowl berth due to, due to their good grades, and they haven't been to a bowl since 2015. They've never been in the New Mexico Bowl. I mean, Houston's kind of a ways away from Albuquerque, but it's better than sending, you know, Western Kentucky, or I'm trying to think who else hasn't been taken. I mean, maybe North Texas could make the trip, but... Um, so I, I guess thoughts on on UConn going to New Mexico. I mean the New Mexico Bowl too. There there are rumors too. I guess this is. I'm not sure if you heard this, Bob. You probably have, but the the good old the good old New Mexico Bowl switcheroo with uh with Las the Las Vegas Bowl switching TV slots, where the New Mexico Bowl could be a primetime ABC bowl game. So. Uh, maybe not the best, uh, maybe not the best destination tourist wise. I mean, I can say that having lived in New Mexico for, uh, for for for, let's see, 2011, 2016 for five years, but, um, but yeah, like maybe not the best option, option tourist wise, but you know, an ABC, an ABC TV slot is, is amazing, especially in prime time.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I think it'd be huge if you're able to get that time slot, uh, last time we were on the ABC, uh, time slot was against michigan um, this year so i know it will be a lot better showing this time around but l- l- let me ask you about this one one rumor i've heard also with that bowl game is the potential of new mexico state and yes. i have a i have a friend who plays for new mexico state uh where i would i would be thrilled to see you kind of new mexico state playing the new mexico bowl because i think it'd be really cool
0: yeah, the two best stories of the year. I, I agree with you 100. percent The only thing I have with that is like it being two independents playing, and I know it's like technically yeah. like not the same conference, but it's 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 still kind of kind of weird, honestly, mm-hmm. like to not have an independent versus the conference team. But uh, I do think uh, New Mexico State's waiver will go through if the NCAA doesn't accept it. It just it's a really bad PR move if they don't accept the waiver. Uh, after all, they approved one waiver today, you know, uh, Valparaiso, New Mexico state, I'll be at the game. I'm very excited for that one. Uh, History to be made. Uh, But yeah, like I, I think, I think if New Mexico state plays in that one, I I think you can write UConn off on that, honestly, uh, just because I agree. But I mean, it would be fascinating.
1: Uh, No, I, I, I agree with you. Um, But if, like we were saying, if UConn does play in that game, I mean, I, I, I would be thrilled because, for one, that's a part of the country I've never been to, so I'm, I'm all for that. I mean, that's part of what I do is I travel all over the place to games, so I'm all for going to New Mexico. But at the same time, I, I think I, I get what you're saying, that it's not like the marquee destination that you that you necessarily want to go to, but I think that that time slot is the the huge thing. If you're able to play on ABC in a marquee game, I think it's huge, especially for what UConn's building.
0: Yeah, I agree, and and I mean, with you saying that, I think you have to be a fan over the next two weeks of whoever's playing the Raiders and whoever's playing the Patriots, so they can flex that game away from NBC to make that yes. possible. So, <laughs> um, so, so yeah, like I I agree though. I mean, what a huge boost! I mean, I'm already excited too for uh for whoever, whether it be I mean, UConn or, or a conference USA team and the Mountain West team they play against, just for the exposure boost that that would be, just being that Saturday night game because ever since mm-hmm. ABC started airing, um you know, bowl games in primetime on the first Saturday bowl season. Like I thought it's been great for college football, great for, you know, the network and everything just, I mean, it's just, it's just a great feeling the opening Saturday of bowl season, you know, the ABC triple header, just seeing that last bowl game on ABC, especially the LA bowl last year. What a great game that was. (laughs) Yeah. Just a great game. Uh, you know, Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel's shenanigans aside and everything. <laughs> but I mean, just it would just be great to be the nightcap for sure. And mm-hmm. I mean, technically, it's Saturday night football. you know, you you won't get herb Street and Fowler, but you'll you'll get someone noteworthy
1: right we'll 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 take it. I mean, yeah. it, it, it'd be unbelievable. I mean, like you said, it's the marquee game, like, I mean, who doesn't want to play on Saturday night?
0: Exactly. Uh, yeah, one hundred percent. Um, I mean, I guess, I guess maybe not that weekend too, because NFL like does their thing. But I've not watched an NFL game on the opening Saturday Bowl season, honestly, like ever. <laughs> like it, it just doesn't doesn't pique my interest. Um, so I I think that brings us to our last bowl game, and probably the one that we are both most excited for. And we sound like a, I know it sound like a broken record saying this, but the Quick Lane Bowl, uh, the Quick Lane Bowl would be honestly. I think they, they would be dumb to not accept um, UConn or not invite UConn to their bowl game because they have two things going for them. Um, clo- they're close regionally, of course, compared to the other bowl games we've mentioned. But also, too, they're not owned by ESPN. So there really isn't kind of a workaround that UConn has to go through. And I, I'll, I'll elaborate that on, on that more, just being an Army fan. In, in 2020, you know, the crazy pandemic bowl season, Army was the first team to accept a bowl, but I still remember, I think it was... I think it was Columbus Day weekend against Citadel, uh, where I was in the stands as a cadet, and you know because there is no there's no fan, other outside fans in the in the stadium. Like had a had a had a seat by the sideline. I saw the Independence Bowl representatives and kind of talked to him a little bit. But they invited Army to the Independence Bowl. They were shooting, of course. They they were tied in that bowl game that year. But because uh, the Pac-12 didn't send, they only sent I think um, two teams to bowl games that year uh, with the pandemic. Army was left without a bowl game and they were left without a bowl game because ESPN had to pretty much fill, I guess, fill the bowls with their TV partners uh, first. So same thing applies for UConn this year as well. So had there been, I guess, eighty three. Well, maybe not eighty three because ESPN was going to create a bowl anyway for if uh, there is two one or two teams over. But if there is like a few teams over, then UConn was in really you know high danger of being squeezed out because uh they're not a a broadcast partner of ESPN nor do they have a do they have a deal with ESPN bowl games like Army does every other year. Or uh, or New Mexico State does, for instance. So um, I guess long story short, because uh, the Quick Lane Bowl is owned by the Lions and not ESPN, there's not any hoops to jump through for UConn to go to this game. And then if you're the Quick Lane Bowl, you have to be excited because instead of getting, well, I guess yeah, you'd want a, a bottom level Big Ten team, of course. I mean, it's clo- they're close regionally, their brand name, but taking UConn is a heck of a lot better than taking Nevada like they did last year, having Mm -hmm. forcing Nevada fans to travel to Detroit the day after Christmas on less than a month's notice for UConn fans. It'll be a, a way less difficult trip. So I guess, Bobby, I mean, take it away the pros and cons in this one. And, and I guess, why are you, why would you be excited most by a, a quick lane bowl appearance? Oh man,
1: don't get me started. I, I am born and raised in Flint, Michigan uh I grew up in uh, like 45 minutes to an hour north of Detroit. I live in Illinois now. I am a diehard Detroit Lions fan to my core. It is a curse, but still, nonetheless, if if UConn was able to play in the quick lane bowl, no one would be at Ford Field faster than me because Ford Field is like my second home because of my beloved Detroit Lions. So I, you wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to get a ticket fast enough, first of all. (laughs) So (laughs) selfishly, that's what I want one, because it's the quickest trip for me Two, it's where I lived for the majority of my life. And it's just fun for me. It'd be amazing, but there's so many other reasons, like you said, I mean, the proximity of travel for UConn fans, it just works so much better. Um, it's in the Eastern time zone. It's, uh, there, there's so many, so many things. I mean, I, I know UConn fans uh, in particular, aren't like super excited about going to Detroit. And I mean, you want to go to a warmer place and all this and that, but it's like, I'm from there. I'll tell you, Detroit isn't that bad for goodness sake, everyone. It's, it's a wonderful place. I know there's, there's so many bad stories about Detroit and some of them are true. Yes. But it, it, where Ford field is, they've built, they've built an entire, all the sport complexes are right there. They've built amazing, uh, condos and, uh, apartments. They've done just a fantastic job building that area up. It's a fantastic area. Um, like I said, all the other professional franchises play there. Comerica park is literally across the street. Um, and then where uh, little Caesars arena where the Pistons and Red Wings players literally across the highway. They're all right there. It, it's a fantastic area. Um, and and just again, I I agree with you that it would make sense obviously if a, if a big 10 team like Michigan State or the like, that's obviously who you want. but like you said, Nevada has to go across the country last year to play. And not ideal for them and for the quick lane bowl either. So Yukon, it's, I, I have to imagine that that flight would only be an hour and a half if that even, so it, it would just be, it, it it's a match made in heaven in my opinion.
0: <laughs> yeah, I agree as well. And I just looked up uh, that same night, uh, December 26th, the Pistons are playing the Clippers. So, oh, you no. know, you get to my wife's uh, going to
1: be so mad at me.
0: <laughs> I, I okay. I wish I never. I wish I never admitted that. But uh, I, I was thinking like on the tourist <laughs> side of things, you know. Just you'd want to see. You know, couple that with the Pistons game but I mean I think you I think you hit it on the head too like I mean Detroit I, I visited a friend there um last summer and I, I was amazed you know I mean I, that I guess the the fear mongering you know the fear I was I was amazed and kind of disappointed in the fear mongering because downtown Detroit is beautiful along the Riverwalk and everything mm-hmm. uh but again it's like and again the fans that complain about going to Detroit for for uh for a bowl game it's like the, it's indoors I I really don't get the gripe honestly like yes you know just it, it's indoors if you don't want to go outside then don't go outside like go go to Go to a museum or something, but you're uh, not going no, to no Green Bay, yeah, exactly. Like, no, no <laughs> one's getting no one's asking you to go outside, like, uh, but <laughs> all that aside, uh, UConn is familiar, is more than familiar with the Mac. I mean, of course, this year they played Ball State. Uh, but UConn their record against current MAC teams, uh, they're 26 and 14 against the bowl eligible MAC teams. They're 23 and 6, 1 and 0 against Toledo, who they played in the 2004 Motor City Bowl. And I'm not sure if this was a testament of more Toledo fans, with Toledo being about an hour away from Detroit. Uh, yeah, I think an hour away from Detroit. But um, yeah, that game drew 52,000 um, fans. So I- I'll say it's a little bit of UConn as their first bowl game as well. Uh, UConn is also 2 and 0 versus Ohio. 1 and 1 versus Eastern Michigan and 16 and 5 versus Buffalo. So I'm going to ask you first Bobby, uh out of those four bowl eligible Mac teams because we already have uh one one bowl slot already uh already opened up for the Mac with the Bahamas bowl with Miami of Ohio going to that one. Out of all the bowl eligible Mac teams, who would you want Yukon to play the most?
1: I I think you're you're drawn to Buffalo right away <clears throat> because of the proximity northeast team. I I think that would be It'd be cool. Uh, but like you said, they've played each other many times in the past. Um, I personally think Eastern Michigan is the best team in the Mac. Uh, they're the best coach team in the Mac. That's for sure. Chris Crichton is an unbelievable coach. What he's done there is, has never been done before. I mean, he's he's a fantastic football coach. Uh, I think a healthy Toledo team worries you a little bit because uh, that quarterback is he's very talented. Um, and I feel for Ohio because their quarterback, Rourke, has had an amazing year, amazing career, really, um, and just with his injury. So, I, I mean, personally, I think it'd be cool to play Buffalo. I think it'd also be cool to play Eastern Michigan just because of the proximity. I know Eastern Michigan their fans probably don't want to play in Detroit just because that's where they live, <laughs> but still it, it would, I think it'd be cool for that opportunity. Um, and then Ohio and Toledo present great opportunities too, just because you, you don't know who's going to be healthy at the quarterback position, who's going to play uh, Rourke from Ohio has been ruled out for the whole year. So you kind of feel for them. So that stinks, but, uh, it'd be interesting to see how that game goes this weekend. Um, just from, uh, see who wins that. Um, but yeah, I, I, again, I, as Husky fans and myself, we're just excited for the opportunity first of all. But if you, if you tell me I got to pick somebody, I'd say Buffalo and then Eastern Michigan.
0: Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of leaning that way too, except like with Buffalo, I mean, uh, you're like you a UConn already played Buffalo in 2009, uh, international bowl. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how much that that that's on the mind of, of quick lane bowl organizers, but that, that's on my mind, too. It's like uh, as an Army fan, I like seeing as many different bowl opponents as possible. Yes. Uh, j- just for that reason, just like just for, I guess, diversity and whatnot. Uh, so that's something that draws me from Buffalo, even though it is cool, like a good northeastern rivalry, like some nice fam- familiarity, too. Uh, but I feel like it's not enough of a rivalry for there to be kind of like any animosity. It's more like, hey, we're we're in the same region, uh, mm-hmm. and that's that. Only only twenty one meetings all time between the two schools. Uh, but even though it it would be nice, it would be nice for sure. Uh, going on to uh Toledo in Ohio, I think I think they're uh, pretty much I guess not in the discussion in my opinion to go to the Quick Bowl, of course, because they're. Playing in the MAC title game in Detroit. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I think Bulls tend to avoid that too. I mean, especially a fan base like Ohio, where you have a good potential for that team to win their first MAC title since 1968. I, I think Ohio fans will show up to Detroit and I think they'll show up only that time and not for the quick lane bowl. Uh, I mean, Toledo, same thing too. It's just, for Toledo, it's the same thing with UConn or with uh, Buffalo, where UConn played in the 04 Motor City bowl It's like kind of like that, uh, That you know, familiarity. So the two opponents that I would like to see UConn play would be Eastern Michigan and Bowling Green. Um, with all that in mind, what I think will happen, I think that the quick lane bowl will actually put Buffalo in there, into, into the uh, – into the quick lane bowl because eastern michigan was last there in 2019 and i mean that's that's the easy answer if you're the quick lane bowl um just have a have all three um you know all three michigan max schools you know rotate every single year in the quick lane bowl till the end of time but um i think eastern michigan fans especially after having an eight and four year i think they would match up well against you know a, a mountain west team in in the potato bowl or send them down to Alabama for, you know, or maybe not the Camellia Bowl or the Lending Tree Bowl. Shoot, forgot about those ones. But send to the Boca Raton Bowl uh, against, you know, another group of five teams, see how they match up, I guess like a Conference USA team um, or a Sunbelt team. But, yeah, so I I do think that it's either Buffalo. It would be either Buffalo or Bowling Green, which um, I think I think the Quicklane Bowl ends up picking Buffalo to play UConn in the Quicklane Bowl if, if UConn goes to the Quicklane Bowl.
1: I forgot about Bowling Green. To be completely honest with you, I think that would be a cool opportunity as well. Um, but yes, I I agree with you. I think I think that I I think they're going to do everything they can to not have Toledo and Ohio potentially go there two times in a row. Um, and and I also agree with what you said about having a little variety in it um I, I just think it, it's cool to see teams that you don't see your team play very often or ever
0: yeah yeah i, I mean that's just the fun of bowl games honestly like mm-hmm. just seeing those matchups too because like looking at some of these projections like uh i think cbs had rice versus smu in uh in, oh. in armed forces bowl it's just like that's a conference it's gonna be a conference game for so right. for so many years onward it's like like no one really wants that like no you know their it's, fans it's, don't want that <laughs> Yeah, they, they don't want that. I mean, maybe, I guess maybe it's good for TV, but I just can't see. Yeah, I just don't see that being an enjoyable experience for the fans. But, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I mean, just either whether it be Buffalo, Eastern Michigan, or Bowling Green, I mean, I'm excited to see whoever UConn would play. I know we're talking like it is going to happen, but I, I just got a feeling that the Quick Lane Bowl is smart, that, they, that there's smart people in the Detroit Lions organization. Um, at least with the bowl game, maybe, maybe not, maybe not on the, on the field at times. Yes. Though, I mean, I, I root for the Lions too. I mean, uh, my best friend's a Lions fan. So, I mean, I, I root for them too along with my Niners, but uh, I like to think there's smart people in the Detroit Lions organization that'll, that'll do the right thing and put Yukon in the bowl game instead of the other option being a Sunbelt school, which, ha- I mean, the Sunbelt has history in the Detroit bowl games or another mountain West school, which I, I don't think, I don't think either party wants that to be honest. Oh
1: after what happened last year i can't imagine
0: (laughs) yeah so uh yeah i mean there there we have it i mean i'm not sure if you if you watched your list or if you saw us tease us on twitter uh if you guessed there was a quick lane bowl then i mean good on you um if if not you know uh well i guess we'll continue to to use i guess tactics like this you know to you know to keep things under wraps but uh you know bobby do you have anything else to add
1: Like I said, nobody's hoping for the quick lane bowl more than me. But uh, at the same time, I know I've said it before, I'll say it again. I'm just excited that the Huskies are going bowling. Um, Just an opportunity that they haven't had in a while. Um, And an opportunity that probably not very many people besides myself thought was going to happen this year.
0: I didn't. Yeah, I definitely didn't. Yeah. But yeah, definitely. I mean, UConn going bowling is definitely a uh, a consolation for for Army not going bowling. I mean. Sad, but uh, and the same thing with New Mexico State. So I guess I'm stuck with uh with rooting for other fan bases, you know, that to just to enjoy, just to I guess living vicariously through other fan bases this bowl season. <laughs> Hopefully not next bowl season, but I'm 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 thrilled for yukon as well. And um, I I guess I have put aside my insecurities, you know, as I mean yukon Army can be a healthy northeastern rivalry. Yes, yes, we um, set aside those <laughs> insecurities. So, um, yeah. Thanks again, Bobby. Uh, really appreciate it. And I mean, I just want to I want to plug your your podcast to tnt college football and spotify uh you don't have a youtube channel do you no not yet (laughs) yeah okay okay yeah so just on spotify you can catch bobby he contributes to uh ssn college football or ssn sports excuse me ssn sports he's a college football contributor and then also to plug for myself bobby's invited me to appear in his podcast next thursday to preview the army navy game which of course you know the uh the best rivalry in college football um michigan ohio state fans you can you can you know argue with me in the comments but the best rivalry in college football i'm excited to, to hop on and just talk the two things i love most uh army football and the triple option so uh, i'm so excited but uh, again bobby do you have anything final to add
1: I, 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 again just thank you for having me on and i look forward to having you on my show because i, I you, you're you're my insight into army so I, I i'm excited to learn a little bit
0: more it'll open some uh it'll open some wounds to be honest so <laughs> as i do my research it'll open some wounds on a on a, on a season that could have gone so many directions uh, but you know, if we can just, if we can just end it with a win against Navy, then I, mm-hmm. I guess, uh, I, I guess everything will be healed. Who needs bowl games anyway, when he beat Navy. <laughs> so.
1: this is the only game where, well, this and the other service Academy games where like somebody like me, who's not affiliated with either program, like you are, where I literally sit there and I'm like, I don't want either team to lose. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, I I, I, I know can just for you, imagine, that's yeah. not
1: that's obviously not the case. But. No, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> especially especially just uh, and I'll probably mention this again on the podcast, especially since being a kid, being an army fan with uh, with both parents serving the army. Uh, you know, I mean, just just growing up crying after so many so many army losses <laughs> as a kid during the streak. Uh, it was great. It was great to have the team go three and one against them. Uh, you know, when I was a kid, I'd especially the missed field goal in twenty seventeen. That was just that was just sweet bliss and revenge after after everything that, you know that that I'd gone through as a kid. But I mean, it, it's it's a fun time of the year, and it, it, you know. At that point, it's like I'm, full, I'm in full Christmas mode, which I will recommend, too. Recently, at Goodwill, I bought uh, A Civil War, A Year Inside Army-Navy by John Feinstein. Definitely a book that any college football fan needs to read. I bought it again, so I'll probably read it. Um, let's see. I got 11 days. or Yeah, I got 11 days to finish it, so I'll probably probably read read through it cover to cover again. But A Civil War by John Feinstein, a great book to read during this time of year and really during any time to just get this, the full soul of college football, uh, especially in this NIL era, so uh that that's all i have uh bobby thank you again for coming on and this certainly i mean obviously won't be the last time uh be the first of many times second of many times uh where we where we communicate on each other's podcasts but uh Absolutely. until next yeah until next time everyone thank you for watching listening and peace love and soul